Buenos dias from Big Creek. This is a Rorschach Venezuela update from the 8th of September 2022. A quick summary of what's going down in Venezuela. Let's kick off this edition with some news on drug trafficking. On Monday the 5th, Operational Strategic Commander of the Bolivarian National Armed Forces of Venezuela, Domingo Hernández, reported that over three tons of marijuana and almost 18 pounds of cocaine were seized in the Paraguana Peninsula. In Falcón State, Hernández assured that it is the largest marijuana bust in the last 10 years. Hernández also said that 12 Venezuelan criminals transported the drug in a small boat and worked for the Colombia-based cartel of La Guajira. The vessel had departed Colombia and was en route to the island of Martinique. At a press conference for the state channel VTV, Hernández added that this year, the National Armed Forces have disabled 27 aircraft across the country that were trafficking drugs and destroyed 225 drug camps in the Apure state alone. Moving on, on Tuesday the 6th, Iranian President Saeed Ibrahim Raisi received Venezuelan Transport Minister Ramon Celestino Velázquez with the willingness to expand bilateral cooperation ties between the two countries. President Saeed said that Iran is ready to work with Venezuela in the trade, energy, technology, science, and defense sectors. He also remarked that, quote, the Islamic Republic of Iran has always been a friend of Venezuela in its hard times, end quote. Despite U.S. sanctions, in 2020, Iran aided Venezuela to make up for its fuel shortage, and in May 2020, they sent five oil tankers with 1.53 million gas barrels. They also sent food for the population amid the pandemic. In more international news, on Monday the 5th, Maduro appointed Dr. Ian Carlos Torres as the ambassador to the Vatican. Being a familiar face, the Secretary of State of the Holy See welcomed the president's decision since Torres has previously worked as Venezuela's minister-counselor for the Vatican. He also has a degree in philosophy and theology. Next up, on Thursday the 1st, the Ministry of Foreign Affairs issued a statement saying that the Foreign Ministry and the Administrative Service for Identification, Migration, and Immigration, better known as SAIME, will work together so that Venezuelans residing outside the country can have up-to-date identity documents and passports. In recent years, many Venezuelans in certain countries were unable to renew their IDs or passports at their respective consulates. According to the government, this is due to computer attacks or sabotages to the SAIME system. Whatever the reason, this generated delays in renewals and the issuance of identification documents inside and outside the country, so hundreds of Venezuelans abroad do not have their documents in order. Speaking of up-to-date documents, on Friday the 2nd, the national coordinator of the Vente Venezuela political party, Maria Corina Machado, filed a petition to the Inter-American Commission on Human Rights, or IACHR, to protect the right to vote for Venezuelans living abroad. According to Machado, the National Electoral Council, better known as CNE, is having trouble recognizing the new residences of Venezuelans abroad. This leaves millions of Venezuelans unauthorized to vote in Venezuela's elections, which Machado catalogs as a violation of their rights. Only around 100,000 Venezuelans out of 6 million abroad are registered and authorized to vote on the electoral roll. Given the situation, Machado requested the IACHR to exert pressure on the CNE 
so that it recognizes the migrants' new addresses. Guaido also spoke about the next elections in the country. On Sunday the 4th, Guaido urged Maduro's regime to define the date of the presidential and preliminary elections in Venezuela. Political parties will elect their presidential candidates in the primaries next year. Then, in 2024, all Venezuelans will be called to vote in open elections for a new president. On some bittersweet news, on Thursday the 1st, on a national broadcast, Maduro announced the renovation of the Caracas subway stations and trains. For this, he approved $150 million. On the same day, Maduro accused the Primero Justicia party of being a terrorist organization and its leaders, Enrique Carpiles Randowski and Carlos Ocariz, of attacking the metro workers. On previous occasions, Capriles and Ocariz have denounced the metro's precarious conditions and faults in the system. On a live broadcast, Maduro sent them a message to let them know that he will protect the subway workers. Maduro also assured, without evidence, that the politician and Primero Justicia member Roberto Patiño is a CIA agent and that he works in the shadows to promote terrorist attacks against the country. A few minutes later, the transmission began to have technical failures. On Twitter, Patiño replied, quote, We will not enter the field of personal offenses that have already destroyed the country, end quote. Simmons Energy denied having made an agreement with the Maduro administration to help maintain the national electric system in Venezuela. On Saturday the 3rd, the company said, there had been no agreement with the government, denying statements made last month by Eric Soto, a commercial manager of Simmons in Venezuela. Despite this rumor, the company said they desire to collaborate with the maintenance of the electrical system in Venezuela, quote, unquote, always within the legal framework of sanctions. In other news, on Thursday the 1st, the Bank of Venezuela increased a minimum withdrawal of dollars and euros in the country's ATMs. Customers will now have to withdraw at least 100 euros or $100. The bank also recalled that the minimum purchase is a dollar or a euro. Although the dollar sales in the country have been normalized to hold inflation, this does not seem to stop it. On Monday the 5th, the Venezuelan Finance Observatory presented the National Consumer Price Index for August 2022, in which they stated that inflation stood at about 17% a considerable increase since July, whose inflation reached 5%. According to the observatory, August was the month with the highest inflation of 2022 and said that this is due to the increase in public spending and the 15% increase in monetary liquidity, which caused the Bolivar to devalue by 36% in August. They estimate that price hikes may be registered in the coming months as they adapt to the devaluation of the currency. On the same day, on Thursday the 1st, the Monte Carlo Natural Monument, located in San Jose de Cocodite on the Paraguama Peninsula in Falcon State, caught on fire. The flames burned at least 50 hectare acres. 75 people from different environmental organizations controlled the fire and presumed that people who illegally extract honey from bees started the blaze. On Friday the 2nd, heavy rains in Santa Elena de Huayren in Gran Sabana Municipality and the Bolivar State caused Huayren River to overflow again. 
The incident left three-year-old boy dead and 15 families homeless. Unfortunately, the child's mother was bitten by a snake, which caused her to drop the child, who was then dragged by the strong current of water. Marion Soto, president of Municipal Chamber of Santa Elena de Huayen, said that since the beginning of August, at least 4,000 families have been affected by the overflow of the river. In some good news, on Friday the 2nd, Forbes magazine included the Venezuelan Tamoa Caesadilla in the list of the 100 most creative people in the business world. Caesadilla is a social communicator and the chief editor of Fat Chequeado, a U.S. information verification portal created by the alliance between Maldita.es and Chequeado.com which Forbes defines as, quote, world leaders in fact verification in Spanish, end quote. In sports, on Monday the 5th, the Venezuelan team defeated Mexico in the Copa America basketball game. Both teams advanced to the quarterfinals, which will be played until Sunday the 11th in the Brazilian city of Recife. And that's it for this week. So you've noticed we do not have ads because we dislike them and respect your time. So if you want to help us out, buy one of our very cool t-shirts. Go to Rorschach.com and click support or head over to the link in the show notes. They are wildly environmentally responsible. And as we said, very cool. Any questions? Email us at podcast at Rorschach.com. Hasta la próxima.